Hello and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. This issue's cover story is about the internet giant Google and its early rising control over the Indian internet space. My name is Abhishek and joining me from Bangalore to talk about his cover is senior assistant editor Rohin Dharmakumar. Hi Rohin, welcome back. Hi Abhishek, glad to be back on your show as always. Thanks and and before we get started with this cover story and everyone knows about you know how big Google is in the whole world but what is Google to India in the sense that how big is its share and how do the Google's management look at India as a market So Abhishek let me take your first question what is Google to India I think Google is almost akin to the internet for most people in India I mean one of the people I spoke to said Google is the default on ramp onboarding ramp for people getting onto the internet searches to emails to maps google drive practically there are very few products internet products that you use which are untouched by google to android sorry i mean let me not forget that many of us carry me included i mean i carry a google nexus 4 phone <laughs> before this my other phone was a google nexus 1 and it by far number one in search in search it has a 97.5% market share it's predominantly number one in android various estimates for about 90% of the smartphones in India are android it's number 1 in video youtube is number 1 it's number 1 in maps google maps is number 1 it's number 1 in email gmail is number 1 it's number 1 in browsers chrome is number 1 so one way or the other an average internet user in india is bound to be using multiple google products from the time he or she gets up in the morning till the time he or she goes to sleep Absolutely and just to add to that a couple of years back I was at a cyber cafe at in a small town somewhere in rural Maharashtra and one of them was searching for a particular lane in Sangli now Sangli is a place in Maharashtra and he couldn't find it on Google so he you know turned around to his friend and his friend told him that look if it's not on Google it doesn't exist so quit trying absolutely and and again kudos to Google because I think they've got a tremendously powerful set of products and services unlike much of the software that we've been used to which is essentially bloatware or slow or crashes i think google has always engineered products that are very minimal very fast and so in some sense their products are almost tailored for india's internet we have flicky internet we have devices which are not exactly top of the line so focus on speed and the focus on just results like get the work done just get me the results cuts to the problems that many indians face generally when it comes to technology so that's the reason why google is so powerful in india right and your story does not talk about the raging debate that has been around for a long time about how google is getting powerful and sneaking into our private lives but it's more on the business side so tell us about what your story is about what mm-hmm. my story is about is essentially how google overwhelmingly dominates the indian internet space and as i said there's great stuff about it because consumers use most of their products free of cost but there's a flip side to that google's core money making engine or core service which is search is something called the two sided market it connects together two sets of people one consumers and consumers get to use it for free and the other side of that equation are the people who are actually paying for that product so that consumers can use it for free which is essentially the businesses and the advertisers that gives a tremendous part over advertisers and businesses in terms of the way it kind of deals with them how opaque is it with them you cannot continue to have great free products 
without the other side which is essentially paying for it that's what my story is primarily about that for how much longer can this coexist i mean if you got 97% market share in search and maybe 60 70 80% market share in most other products does that end up giving one company too much control over digital commerce in india and to the other question about you asked me about privacy what you pointed out or raised is a very valid concern some of us have been tracking the nsa related disclosures that edward snowden made in the us and the poor chap is now being chased around the world by the us and you know as part of those disclosures one of the companies that was right up there in terms of the data that nsa accesses is google along with a bunch of others about eight other companies including facebook microsoft etc the concern about google is all the more maybe google and facebook if i can take the two of them together because of the amount of information that these companies have on everything that we do your phone knows the people that you call google knows who you email what you search for its browsers can figure out what sites you visit you know what you say what your habits are it's such a tremendous amount of data in the hands of one or two companies so it's a very valid question you know what happens about privacy but my story has not gone into that it's a very business oriented story i'd just like to add that google has been a force for transparency compared to most other web companies but i, I would say the post snowden era i don't think we can just take at face value one company's ability we've seen that the nsa and the us government can essentially take data willy-nilly i mean whether service providers want to give it whether they don't want to give it or not so even if google does not want to release the data sometimes i don't think it will have an option but to so as consumers and users i think we now have to kind of start taking some of those controls back in our own hands that will be kind of difficult when you talk about barely three and a half search engines out there and google being the default page on you know when you open a mozilla firefox or an internet explorer it's it's there and when you open chrome it's there it is i mean changing any default habit will always cause a serious amount of dissonance and you know in the interest of fair disclosure for the last few weeks ever since this scandal broke out i've been using duckduckgo and that is alternative search engine for google it's called duckduckgo some of our listeners might wonder if rohin is a paranoid journalist too worried about google knowing going through his investigative journalism pieces which which have uncovered a couple of interesting stories in the past but but jokes aside what do you have in it for the indian business space now you say that google has a staggering amount of control over the internet space in india and that can't always be good So what did you find out what did the advertisers have to say when when you approached them about Google one of the things that stands out is the overwhelming data that i got when i spoke to many large advertisers and and many of the companies that i spoke to were among india's largest e-commerce companies spending a couple of crores every month on just google advertising over the last couple of years many people say that the attitude of google in terms of dealing with them has become increasingly domineering and i don't fault them because if you're a company that has a 97 95 percent market share you know effectively that your customer has no alternative so in some senses there is that element of google indian the sales force getting very aggressive adopting practices that may not be kosher for instance playing off one company against the other and let me just take a minute here to kind of talk about one of the practices that most companies were you know agitated about when it comes to google search let's take a hypothetical e-commerce company e-commerce abc.com which is an indian e-commerce company now let's say a person goes to google and types in abc.com and this sounds incredulous for many people to believe that why would someone go to google and type in abc.com instead of just typing in abc.com into the browser But I think here's where the element about Google becoming an integral part of our life comes in. 
thanks to Google's autocomplete and its speed, you'll be surprised at the number of people who will prefer to type in, let's say it's abc.com, right? The moment they type in A and B, Google will suggest abc.com and they just hit enter. It's actually faster than typing in abc, www.abc.com. People trust Google and its speed and its ability to kind of quickly take them to where they want to that, you know, in many cases they actually go up. I mean, if you want to buy something, instead of typing in www.jabong.com, you'll put Jabong into Google search box and hit the first result that comes. Now, here's where a lot of companies say that, look, the only reason why someone would come and type in jabong.com or jabong into the search engine is if I've done some advertising and because of which my brand is already in their head. So they are coming to my site. They want to come to my site. But another company, let's say yebi.com or mintra.com, can buy ads against those searches and insert themselves before those organic results as ads. Oh, so if I search for Jabong, I could have a Mientra's ad on top of the Jabong normals? Yes, Mintra can target that search. So Mintra can run a campaign or Yebi can run a campaign or Flipkart can run a campaign saying that, you know, whenever someone searches for Jabong.com, my ad should be number one. And the only way they can ensure that their ad is number one is by bidding on it, right? Often what happens is the moment companies start doing this, they start bidding against the owner. So Jabong will want to kind of protect its own searches. So they'll kind of bid up. And so these two companies will start engaging, you know, in a bidding war. And so Jabong will be, hey, hang on, you want to target me? I'm going to target you. All of us agree that these searches aren't very great for us from a marketing ROI point of view. Because there is a difference between a person who's searching for, let's say, Samsung Galaxy S4, in which case it denotes some kind of intent that you want to buy a product, versus a person who's searching for, let's say, Flipkart.com the chances are that you're targeting a guy who's looking for your competitor's website. So is it going to you know, end up in a sale as easily as someone who's looking for a specific product? Most of the times not. But yet, those prices are very high because of these bidding wars. So who is to blame here? Will it be Google? Or Google is saying, hey, here's a platform. You guys can have a bloodbath or be discreet about it and save your spendings by figuring out how to deal with this new platform where you can have your digital marketing spend, or if you don't want to do this with us, then find out better ways, better viral campaigns online to get your you know, word out. So here's the thing. There are two, three things that become relevant here. One, to the average user, there have been lots of studies of late which have found that when a user searches for a particular website or a particular brand, in more and more number of cases, the user doesn't differentiate between the first couple of ads and remember those ads appear before the search results and the actual result there used to be a time that we're being organically number one were considered the holy grail of search engine marketing right it's not enough you need to be number one in organic results and you need to be number one in the paid links as well so that tends to kind of lead to this arms race and you know i have more than a couple of examples of people who told me off record how their sales staff subtly and not so subtly encourages this by saying that, look, you know what? I know what your rivals are doing. They are targeting these kind of keywords. So should you. So some of the companies, there are informal truces in the travel space and in the apparel e-commerce space where companies have met, you know, the the most bitter of rivals in the (laughs) online space. They met offline and they said, hey, guys, this is hurting you. This is hurting me. This is just too much. So let's shake hands and say, I'm not going to bid on your ads and you're not going to bid on my ads. And they've gone back and done that and their costs for these brand searches have fallen dramatically. 
and the moment they fall within a few days in some cases they've got calls from google india sales folks saying that hey hang on what's going on why aren't you bidding on your competitors ads so is there a law that can perhaps stop google from doing some of the things that majority of the advertisers think is discriminating you've spoken to at least one lawyer in your story you quote him how does it happen in the us or in other markets where google might have stumbled with a similar problem now this is where it gets tricky and there are no immediate answers because you know this falls into classic antitrust market monopoly territory right and google has been fighting cases around the world from the us to europe to you know australia to canada to south korea germany spain and and, and we'll see, see those cases increasing because when a single company has these kind of market share it's inevitable that competitors are going to complain and lawmakers and regulators are going to sit up and wonder what's going on especially because the internet is now the fabric of our lives in some sense so to get back to this antitrust discussion i think you'll find that more and more of those will happen a competition commission of india has two pending cases against google one by bharatnatrimony.com and the other by a consumer organization in jaipur called cuts and they're currently evaluating their own response to it last couple of questions you also spoke with uh, rajan anandan who is the india head at google now what was his take when you went to him and spoke about a few things that advertisers told you how does google view all of this for the record i mean rajan anandan is arguably the reason why google is so well poised today because from all accounts since he's taken on as md of google india things have really gone well for them and my interview with him was a telephonic interview i haven't actually met him for the story because he's based out of delhi rajan was quite surprised it's quite possible that maybe there are rogue google india sales folks i mean i'm not sure so i will keep that possibility open uh, but i think that and rajan also disputed google's search engine share of 97 or 97.5% he said it was much lower most of the people i spoke to credited him for much of the success that google has had in recent times in india and the final one are you going to be changing your privacy settings on the different google devices that you use you mentioned you you have an android you have your gmail and all of that with with all the news coming in we are, i'm going off the topic but you already called me a paranoid journalist so let yeah. me kind of fill you in on that i've been paranoid about google for a while now if you watch what i you know write on twitter and with me my friends and all that so for instance i switch my search engine i'm changing <laughs> my email from gmail and and not just gmail right i mean you know because you it's wrong to say that let's leave gmail and use yahoo i mean it's equally vulnerable so leaving webmail free webmail i think one of the things that as consumers we need to decide and realize is that we know that old chestnut right like on the internet if you are not paying for the product you are the product free services come at a cost that cost is your privacy if you value that then you'd better start getting ready to start paying for some of those services there's no reason why you and i can't pay a couple of dollars a month for email or for chatting or for video conferencing etc there'll be this chunk of people who would say i don't care let google have the information if google is snooping around what website i am going to or you know what products i am buying i it doesn't matter to me and then there is the other saying look i don't have an option let me just play along i have a good life i i go to work so, um, both, i come back both home. of those are to some extent wrong you know when you say i don't care what google is let's let's assume that by google we mean large internet companies right google could be facebook could be yahoo could be microsoft we conduct a lot of communication over email it's not just searches about products or like you know where to go for restaurants we email our friends we email our colleagues we discuss 
startup ideas we email each other patent applications there's a lot of stuff let's not kid ourselves that there's no crucial information there does that all not matter to you i don't know i mean if someone comes to that conclusion i think they're happy to kind of use that right two is google misusing it or you know one of these companies i again use that term interchangeably right but what we've seen in the post snowden era it's it's not just google it's possibly governments multiple governments so so it could be hackers tomorrow i mean we've seen examples of how chinese hackers apparently from china have hacked into google accounts to kind try and trace what dissidents were doing any company that has this massive amount of data on you becomes a super target for government and hackers to get that data so it's wrong to think of hey i'm all right with that information because it's secure with google or it's secure with facebook it is not secure and the other part is i'm happy with that jamie you said the part 2 was i'm happy i come back home that's also a very false kind of choice right i mean ignorance is bliss for for uh, oh, yeah exactly right we yeah. don't mind spending 200 bucks on a coffee you can't spend 200 bucks a month on getting yourself some decent secure technology services that you use on a day in and day out this is and that means so much for your productivity i think that's very precious right i think that's a fair deal on that note it's time to wrap up and rohit we should one day do a short podcast on the alternatives to these products where we can pay just a little bit and get reasonable amount from it without compromising your your privacy and i think in forbes india you might be the best person when it comes to i won't i won't say that as well but sure i kind of spend in an inordinate amount of time compared to most of my colleagues who are perfectly okay <laughs> with these services i am not so da well will we we should do that obviously it won't all be right. a cover but we'll see if we can sneak that in all right all you listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com as well as theindicast.com type in forbes india on the top right window of itunes and you'll you can subscribe to us it's free to so have someone contact you from forbes just message forbes to 51818 thanks roin it was great talking to you again thanks abhishek as always great to chat with you as well and in some other interesting stories from this issue are air asia's india plans and why is the dollar getting stronger when the american economy is not